Good morning. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us and glad to be with you. <laughs> oh, God, what a weekend. A lot of work on the house. Uh, it's actually uh, relaxing to be back with you. Uh, but we are going to, uh, well, give you some pearly words of wisdom from Joe Biden in hopes that you can understand what he's saying because apparently no, nobody else can. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, and we've got a question about voter intimidation. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it is or not, but I'll run it past you. Telephone numbers here, 874-9390 and 800-529-5572. You can also go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, it'll pop up right here in studio. Also, the steaming pile of Pelosi has a solution for inflation. It's brilliant. I don't know why we haven't thought about this before with other problems, but we'll share that with you. In the meantime, video footage released on Friday night is uh, showing uh, a bunch of armed citizens that are standing guard in front of a, um, a, a kind of a mailbox affair. It's, it's where you drop off your vote when you're, uh, you're doing that, uh, that uh, early voting thing. Instead of going to taking your time and going in and doing what you're supposed to do, going to see the, uh, the, the county clerk and registering and then showing up at your voter location and voting. Instead, you just throw the vote in the mailbox, and, it, and, and that's, that's all you have to do. Well, there are some citizens, armed citizens, not government employees, who are standing guard, again, armed, at that drop-off. And my question to you is, if you were going to vote, if you were going to head up to the, uh, that voting box and drop your ballots in, and you saw a bunch of people standing around armed watching you, would you feel intimidated? 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. Is that voter intimidation? This is going on in Arizona. This is what, what they're doing in Arizona. They're actually... Walking up and, uh, you know, walking past these armed citizens. Uh, let's see, from ABC uh, affiliate in Arizona. When I stopped by Mesa location to meet watchers, I saw that the county is in the process of adding two 360-degree surveillance towers to the parking lot. I was told by the installers the cameras will not be publicly streamed. Uh, they've received three more voter intimidation complaints outside the Arizona drop box, all being sent to the Department of Justice for investigation. One of the reports details uh, this same group uh, that were seen uh, uh, on a previous night claimed they were with Clean Elections USA. So would you feel intimidated? You go to this, this ballot drop box and you see a bunch of armed citizens. They're watching your every move. Is that tantamount to voter intimidation? Or is that somehow securing the election? Is it preventing fraud? Uh, Brian, I'll start with you and then we'll go to the phones. Uh, 874-9390. 800-529-5572. You're going to vote. You're heading to that voting metal receptacle that you drop your ballot in 
And as you walk up, you see a bunch of armed men uh, eyeing you, watching you. Are you intimidated at all? I don't think so. I'm not uh, usually intimidated by people that are carrying weapons openly. So you're you're not at all intimidated. No. Am I do Am I going to do something that's uh, illegal? Does that mean you're they're there to prevent you from doing something illegal? I don't know. Oh, that's do just you get what... intimidated when you go to the bank and you see somebody with a firearm that's standing outside. I mean, I'm just asking for the uh, purpose of... You know, if I were to walk up to a bank and you know, drive into the parking lot and see a bunch of armed people who are not obviously in law enforcement standing around... Civilians. I might, yeah, I might think, maybe they're going to hit this bank. Uh, maybe I won't go here. I don't want to be in the middle of that. So I might be intimidated by that. <laughs> no, I, might, I don't think so. Uh, guns don't scare me. And uh, people that openly display, I don't, like, suggest that as a form of carrying weapons. But, I mean, what is the purpose of these people out there just to keep, make sure that the election is secure? Well, that's what they allegedly are doing. But I don't know how they accomplish that with standing there with with guns. guns. Yeah. That's not real smart. So it's, it's peculiar enough to raise questions. So I'm just curious to see what you, you know what people would do. Uh, as you're listening to me right now, I want you to picture this. There, there's this big voting receptacle, big metal box, looks like an overgrown mailbox. You get out of your car, it's 11 o'clock at night, and you start walking toward that voter receptacle, and you see three or four armed men, or women, I don't know, uh, and they're, you know, sitting on uh, lawn chairs in the, the back of a pickup truck, and they're watching your every move. You know, if, if you were going to rob people late at night, that'd be a great place to, because you know that people are going to come by and drop off their ballots. And if they, you know, if they are, well, what a great opportunity to rob you. No, I, I think it is... Uh, Perhaps not voter intimidation, but I think it's concerning enough that it might stop people from voting there. Just like it might stop me from going into the bank in Brian's scenario. Uh, I see a couple of guys uh, standing outside with a gun. Uh, They're not police. They're not identifying as police. I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe they're about to rob this bank. What was it, uh, 10 years ago or so, the uh, group of uh, people were standing outside the uh, voting booth with billy clubs? Yeah. Remember and, that? And didn't and you say that that was intimidating? Uh, it was somewhat. Well, then you why know, wouldn't I, this Billy be? clubs aren't something that you see every day. It's like, wait a minute. Well, you don't see people open carrying every day either. Oh, I see it quite a bit, actually. Do you? Yeah. Where? Walmart. And other stores, Lowe's. you see people walking around. Yeah, you see people sitting outside the parking Not lot sitting, watching. But they well, are these caring. people are these people are sitting around watching. I think that's probably a a bit intimidating. All right, I'm going to go to the phones, find out what uh, what people are thinking. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. You're driving up. You're going to hop out of the car. It's late at night. You see a couple of guys standing there watching your every move. They're armed. Do you get back in your car? Do you keep driving? Is it intimidating? 
Go to the phone. Sherry, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hi, good, thanks. Um, I just would kind of want to know how close are they standing actually to the box. And then I kind of get the flip side that they're kind of watching for someone that puts in one ballot versus someone that drives up with, uh, you know, a box full of ballots and puts them in. But, you know, that's not their jurisdiction. So I agree it's intimidating. Yeah, what are you going to do if you see somebody with uh, 8, 10, 15? You're going to stop them because you've got a gun? I don't think so. All right, Sherry, thank you for the call. Glad to, Cherry, Cherry, I'm sorry, it's Cherry. Glad to have you. I'll learn, I'll learn. Uh, let me ask Todd what he thinks. Todd, what do you think? You're getting out of the car, you pull up, and you see these guys sitting around uh, carrying guns. Do you keep going and go vote somewhere else? What do you think? I would lift up. I would lift up my shirt and show them the gun that I'm carrying. That's what I would do. Oh, so it wouldn't would intimidate you at all? Um, no. But it did, no, but it it did enough that you would show them your gun. If they're showing me their guns, I'm going to show them my gun and be like, okay, now, what if you What if you made this mad dash uh, and you didn't have your firearm with you? I... Well, that's theoretical because I always have my. Firearm. I understand, but you work at the post office and you, you got a break at lunch and you, or uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and you you rush over there to vote and you see these people standing there and. Um, again, I always carry my. <laughs> well, what if you didn't would... have a gun? Well, that's just conjecture. I know, but what if you? That's what the whole point is. What what if you don't have a gun? And a lot of people don't. Do you think this would be intimidating? I would be trained in jujitsu. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Todd, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't think jujitsu is going to stop a bullet. Um, if somebody is not armed, well, you know, you, you, it's, maybe it's late at night. I don't know. And, and you're making this drop off and you see these people standing around with guns. I. I think that would that might intimidate some people. I think it might. All right. Callers, hang on. This is the shortest break of the hour. We're going to take it and grab your phone calls. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 921. Would you feel intimidated? Video footage released Friday night showing armed individuals sitting near a ballot drop box in Mesa, Arizona is heightening alarm over right-wing intimidation efforts as early voting kicks in. The Maricopa County Sheriff's Office told a local ABC affiliate that it's investigating several individuals who are watching a Mesa voting location on Friday. Uh, ABC's uh, reporter shows two masked people dressed in tactical gear observing the ballot drop box. Well, if you're going to vote and you see masked individuals armed up and watching you, is that intimidating? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Michael says, I wonder if they're actual concerned citizens or just plants, as we so often see. I don't think they're plants. I actually think they are well-meaning, Trump-supporting uh, uh, Republicans that think 
somehow this is uh, this is going to secure the election honestly i also think that a lot of people are going to see this as intimidating let me go to the phones and find out what michael thinks michael welcome glad to have you on the gary nolan show how are you i'm fine today uh as far as being intimidated in that situation personally no I mean, it just wouldn't. I, I I can't. I'm 60. I've been in bad situations. I was in the Navy. I've been in bad situations before. You get out of your and car in the middle of the night to vote, and you man, see masked men with guns, and it's not at all intimidating. Doesn't give you no, a second thought. You're just going to walk not, right up there and. I would. I mean, to me, now I can see where a lot of other people wouldn't, but that's not. And you know what, Gary? Whatever happens, going to happen. But I will not back down. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give up my right. If, 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 if the worst happens, then the worst happens. If the, you know, it's one of them things I guess you go hope for the best, or yeah, hope for the best and plan for the worst. So you wouldn't but, think I mean, to yourself, maybe I'll go to a different ballot uh, drop yeah. box. Well, you gonna, or, where are you going to Oh, I tell you, okay, but, uh, no. No. no I, I don't think I would. I, I don't, because I just don't see myself doing that. All right. I mean, All right, Michael, you know, thank you. I'll tell you the story. You know, my mom was in the hospital down in Boone Hospital. She was down there. She was, in, was down there for a month on her, with her. And uh, the night before she actually passed away, I took a walk. And I walked from Boone, I think. I walked down, uh, uh, what's the next one? Um, 63, uh, 63 is what it used to be. Walked down, I walked down the business loop, walked back up uh, where Douglas Park, Providence Road, back to the hospital, Boone Hospital. It was a pretty good walk. But I hit uh, Douglas Park around 2.30 in the morning, and I got I got stopped by two police. And uh, they asked me what I was doing down there at that time in the morning. And I didn't, I don't know nothing about Columbia. But I mean, they, I, but it wouldn't have intimidated me anyway. Just, All right, Michael. I, <laughs> I am sorry about your your loss. Uh, I know how uh, how painful that can be. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So, Danny, I assume that you wouldn't be intimidated either. Well, <clears throat> there's a whole lot of people ostensibly making this seem like it's not voter suppression or voter intimidation. It absolutely is. I mean, there's a whole lot of tough guys calling it, it sounds like, but... I think anybody with a brain between their ears can be aware that if you roll up somewhere in the dead of night and there's a dude with masks on with firearms on them, I don't care who you are, you're going to be sketched out a little bit, you know? Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm a concealed carry permit holder. I, can, I conceal carry as often as legally possible. And if I saw that, I'd go, nah, I don't want to take that chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole point of de-escalating right there. If I conceal carry everywhere I go, I've got a firearm on myself, another one in my vehicle whenever I can. And if I saw that, I'd be like, well, you know, voting here is not worth getting into a gunfight if it is to happen. So I think I'll just vote somewhere else. Yes. You know? Anyway, I, that's I it. agree. Thank you, Danny. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Look, I, I don't walk down dark alleys. Uh, I avoid dark parking garages late at night. I go out of my way to avoid places where bad things might happen. I don't ever want to draw my weapon. I don't ever want to be shot or shoot anybody. Uh, I just it's, it's just common sense. I don't think it's their goal to intimidate 
honest voters. I don't think so at all. I think they're just trying to make sure that the election doesn't get stolen and it's an ele- that it's an honest election. But it isn't. It, it doesn't come off that way. And it is intimidating. Let me go to the phones here. Phyllis, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Gary. Well, there's an easy way. If you feel intimidated, first of all, why are you going there at 11? Maybe it's the only time you can. Okay, I get that. If you feel intimidated, turn around, go home, save your ballot, and turn it on Election Day. Problem solved. The, but the point is, you were intimidated. Well, yeah, I'm and like, voter- I don't go down dark alleys and all that. I, I'm careful because I'm a teeny little woman. I mean, I'm only five feet tall and I don't conceal in here. So, I mean, yeah, I'm like you. I don't want to go places something bad might happen. And yeah. if I felt intimidated, I would wheel around and go home yeah. and save my ballot and turn it in on election day. But, but well, so. the point here is voter intimidation. Well, is how illegal. do you know it is? Well, because you just admitted it would have intimidated you. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. It it would intimidate me. But if they truly want to make sure people aren't cheating, why aren't they out there with a bunch of cameras? That's what they need to do. Have cameras. That might. they need to have reporters, if they could find one that would do it, you know? Yeah, they could find one. Yeah, that would yeah. do it and be honest about it. But yeah, they need to have a whole bunch of cameras set up. And they ought to have and they a need sign. To have people there, man. And they ought to have, a, have sign. a sign. We're here to make sure uh, and to record who's dropping off hands full of votes, ballots, uh, ballots yeah. and uh, yeah. that's all we're here for. And exactly. then if you want to, and if you want to protect yourself, you conceal carry. You don't exactly. open carry. Yeah. All right, Phyllis. Thank you for the common sense. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I, you know, there are ways they can do this, and I think their intentions are good, but they're they're screwing the pooch here. They need to knock this off. Anson, I would uh, I would likely walk over to them and say hi. If they look like Trump supporters, if they look like Biden folks, I'd call the police. Well, then that would, that would mean you were intimidated by them. And that's and it's it's not a, a slap on your masculinity to say I'm you know that's that's an intimidating picture. I don't want uh, to be a part of this, so I'm going to move on. And that's what common sense should tell you. Just like see the bad guy, the the left think you carry a gun that you're going to go down every dark alley because you want to be John Wayne. But that's not the case. Concealed carry permit holders don't want to do that. We know how deadly and dangerous it can be. It's the tool of absolute last resort. So no, I'm not going to take a chance on putting myself in a position where I might have to use it. I won't walk down a dark alley. I won't get over to that ballot box. I'll avoid those people like the plague. That's intimidation. And that's wrong. Get your cameras and bright lights. That's one thing. Have a sign. We're just here to record and make sure. I don't know. Maybe that's even intimidating. But masked men carrying guns, not a bright move. All right, we got an inflation problem, but the steaming pile of Pelosi has a solution. We'll share it with you next on The Gary Nolan Show.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. 9.35. I'm chuckling. The things Democrats say. Unbelievable. Brian, I don't know if you have, uh, you know, anything going wrong in your life, but there is a simple solution for it. Okay. I'm, I'm all ears. All right. Well, just stop talking about it. I'm sorry, what? Well, you... you you, uh, your car blows up, your yeah. house burns down, you're filing for bankruptcy, the world is upside down. Just quit talking about it. And instantly... Ah, that problem so, is finished? Well, listen, this is advice from the Speaker of the House. Well, she knows what's going on. Yeah, listen. That uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard him there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. Yes. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rate than we do here. It's not, the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. And if you look at what we have done to bring down the cost of prescription drugs, mm -hmm. to bring down the cost of, of energy and the rest in our legislation, you will see that there has been opposed every step of the way by the Republicans and they have no plan for lowering the cost of living or helping with inflation. Absolutely. Inflation. So just you know, okay. change I got the it. subject, I got move it. on to something else, and got it'll it. all it'll all go away. Okay. See, that's you just gotta. <laughs> so if I got a bill or something coming due, just, just, just ignore it. Change it's the subject, fine. Brian. Okay. Then and then I got it. Have to, it won't be due anymore. <laughs> yeah. It won't even be late. You know, there'll be nothing to you know, nothing you have to pay for. All right. So I listened to this, and uh, I want to go back a little bit here uh, because of some of the stupid things. Well, because. Of all the stupid, well, it's just all stupid, so I'm, I'm just going back over some of this. Yes. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rate than we do here. Okay. In some countries, they do. In a lot of countries, they don't. And one of the things that would lower the inflation rate for everybody in the world would be for Biden to say, turn on the taps, open them up. Let the oil flow. That would lower not only here, but it would help with inflation everywhere. But she doesn't see it. But wait, there's more stupid coming. Here, it's not, the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. Okay. It's not about... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not connected at all, huh? No, there's, no, there's nothing there. There's no connection. Totally disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> can't make it up. No, you can't. Do I, do I need to go into that, or do you suppose the whole world gets it, too? I'm betting they all get it, too. But I just wanted to point out how stupid that was. But wait, there's more. And if you look at what we have done to bring down the cost of prescription drugs, mm -hmm. to bring down the cost of, of energy and the rest in our legislation. Where, where did the price of energy plummet? I don't, I don't know where that oh. happened. Uh, and then she, she it, it starts talking about the, the cost of prescription drugs. This may be one of the most in disingenuous things that Democrats have done in decades. Not so, Well, at least not since Ob Obamacare. There is a reason that the Canadian market uh, for prescription drugs is so limited. 
There are lots of uh, prescription drugs that we can have here that they can't get there because they won't pay the price that covers the cost of creating those new drugs. So, yeah, their drugs are cheaper. There are just a lot fewer of them. I think they get 45, I think this is a, the, the accurate, 45% fewer uh, uh, prescription drugs there than we get here. They just can't get their hands on them. And if the federal government continues in this stupid Democrat plan, they will inhibit ph the pharmaceutical industry from investing in new drugs. If we can't recoup, I mean, just imagine uh, what a business model this is. It costs me a billion dollars to create a drug that I'll make a half a billion dollars on. Like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. So, one of the one of the uh, one of the reasons that more medical breakthroughs happen in the United States than Europe or Canada or anywhere else, whether it's a, a, a new pharmaceutical or a new uh, tool for surgery or any of those things, one of the reasons why is because we can recoup the cost that was, you know, the investment in the pharmaceutical industry. You, you, you charge what you need to to cover your, your costs. And that, that cost is in excess of a billion dollars for a new pharmaceutical. Uh, last time I heard, I think it was actually up to a couple of billion dollars. So, yeah, it's going to cost you more. But if you don't get to recoup those costs, why would you invest in the first place? So, no, the Republicans didn't get on board with it because it was stupid. But then it was a Democrat, so... Uh, it was a Democrat plan. You will see that there has been opposed every step of the way by the Republicans, and they have no plan for lowering the cost of living or helping with inflation. Uh, but actually, they do. She's supposed to stop talking about inflation. I thought she changes something. Yeah, yeah, then it goes away. Yeah. yeah. Well, well uh -huh. no. She's talking about cost of living. That's, it's, oh, it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different, whole different ballgame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, all right, so I thought I would share that piece of stupid uh, that uh, the steaming pile of Pelosi has uh, unleashed on us all. It really is, uh, it's just insane. People don't realize they're, they're being suckered. Did you hear the audio from Vernon Jones who has not been suckered? I missed it. Oh, listen to this, listen to this. I've been telling you all about these liberals, these Democrat liberals. Look at the L.A. City Council president who is referring to a fellow council person's child who happens to be white and Democrat, who's, who has adopted black kid and referencing him looking like a monkey. And then the same president of the city council, Democrat again, is talking about the L.A. district attorney being with the blacks. Now, this is a Democrat. This is what they say privately. This is what they do. But they want black votes. Oh, and the liberal media, they are not putting in the headlines, a Democrat is saying this about black people. They don't want to do that. 
Why? Because they're still trying to keep black people on that plantation. I have told you all many, many, on many occasions, the most dangerous element to the black community is liberals. Liberal Democrats have destroyed the black community. They don't want you living in their neighborhoods. They don't want you working around them. They don't want you in their schools. They don't want you nowhere where you can tell them what to do. They want to always be in a position to tell you what to do. That's what liberals do. That's why I told the Democratic Party, you can kiss my grits. (laughs) (laughs) Thought he was going to say something else. (laughs) Uh, You can kiss my grits. I love it when somebody is awake and they get it. It's just, it's just refreshing. Um, so, so the eco-terrorists are out. Apparently, they're doing all, I mean, the stupidest things. I can't believe that we're putting up with this. Uh, did you see where they, uh, they threw, uh, I think it was uh, tomato sauce or tomato soup against one invaluable piece of artwork. Uh, then they glued themselves to the uh, floor at the uh, Volkswagen uh, uh, plant. Uh, then uh, the latest one is they've they've glued themselves to some priceless Porsches. I mean that would really irritate me. Sounds like a time for a test drive. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I pop the clutch, get it up to about five <laughs> grand, and let rip. Uh, then uh, now apparently they are throwing they threw liquefied mashed potatoes at a Monet painting to make society remember that fossil fuels uh, fossil fuel is killing us all even though they have no evidence of it it's killing us all um, I don't know I don't know what it takes uh, I guess it, what it takes is to get uh, your kids out of government schools. All right, uh, California. What's going on in California? Also, the Mississippi River. Have you read about how how dire it is on the Mississippi, Brian? I have not. No. Yeah, apparently, this drought has uh, lowered the uh, uh, the water level, and and these barges are having a hard time moving. But there's a bit more to the global warming story, and I'll share that with you next. On the Gary Nolan Show, it's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, it's nine fifty. Glad to have you with us. Uh, so the Mississippi River. I, I, I'll, I'll do this very quickly. Uh, the left are all screaming global warming uh, because the, there's this uh, uh, low water level and uh, they can't get the barges up the river. But it turns out it's not the lowest it's been. Uh, many decades ago, it was lower. The nineteen eighties. So uh, it, you know, obviously, this is not global warming. It just periodically happens. But they, of course, want you to believe it's man-made global warming. In the meantime, on prescription drugs, uh, Bill is on the line. Bill, welcome. How are you? Good morning, sir. I love listening to you. You're, 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 the, best you're the best host on radio. I'm convinced of that. Wow. Thank you very much. That's quite a compliment. There's, there's no question about it. But I gotta, I've got to kind of correct you. On, I'm a physician. Uh-huh. And I've been following the cost of medicine in America for a lot of years because it really makes me angry about why we're paying more than the rest of the world. And the truth of the matter is, for instance, the, the reason that, that 
you know, to say that they have cost the American companies millions of dollars to bring it to market. Most of the drugs on the American market were developed by the Europeans and the Americans buy the manufacturing rights to sell it in America. Most of the drugs that we think are very important in America were developed in Europe by European companies. Why do you suppose, and I, I'm not sure that I, uh, I buy the whole thing, but Doc, why do you suppose they're, they're making them here and not in Europe? If they're, we, no, they're, well, they're, they're developing them in Europe and then selling the manufacturing rights here. You know why? Because it's cheaper. For, it's cheaper for them because the Europeans, probably because the government's in a way in the way of a lot. Ah, of them. here's what's no going on, Doc. Here's what's going on. You can recover your costs of development here, but you can't in Europe. So when they work together, they bring it all here, where they can recover their costs. If they didn't they would never be able to recover their costs. Yep. And now yep. the Democrats want to limit their ability here to recover those costs. Yep. It is precisely because of what I told you, what I said earlier, that what you're talking about happens. Well, we're, we're a bigger market, too, so they're, they sell it that way. Because you realize the Pfizer vaccine, if you listen to them, they call it the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. BioNTech is a German company that actually developed the vaccine, mm -hmm. and Pfizer and Pfizer bought the rights to manufacture it here in the United States. Moderna was actually the Moderna vaccine was actually developed by a lot of government money from the NIH and that kind of stuff. It wasn't done with their own corporate funds. The, and then you, you noted you noted that there's fewer drugs in Canada that as opposed to America. The reason for that, America and England won't allow drugs on the market if the company is trying to sell it for more money than they think it's worth. So Some they can't recover their costs and they sell stuff here where they no, can. They, they can. They can. Well, no, that's not exactly true because I know a fact that there's a cancer drug. I forgot which one it was that they were they wanted to sell in Europe. And it was ungodly in England, and it's ungodly expensive. And, and England has a um, England has a rule that if they don't think that the drug, that the the cost of the drug is fair benefit to their public, it's not allowed to be sold. So what the what they the agreement that they made with the drug company was, I'll tell you what. If your drug, if you can show us that for every patient that you can show us that your drug increases the patient's lifespan, it's cancer drug, we will pay you the full cost for that drug. If you can't show us that you've helped that patient in any way, we are not going to pay for it if you've just donated it for free. So, no, they have the option in, in England, anyhow, they have the option to recoup their costs for drugs that are truly valuable. But in America, no, 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 they don't have that option. By the way, there are drugs, and this is again a, 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 a problem with big government. There are pharmaceuticals, Doctor, heal thyself. Uh, there are problems with. There are pharmaceuticals that are sold in Europe that are approved by the FDA by their version of their FDA that we can't get here 
because our Food and Drug Administration has decided their job is to determine the efficacy of new drugs. Just the opposite of what you're saying, and it is factual that you can get several... In fact, I've heard several stories of pharmaceuticals that you could not get here that were sold in Europe for a decade because of the cost of getting through the FDA. Can, can, it, can I, I... I will... As much as I don't like the FDA... Do you, do you, are you familiar with the thalidomide story? Of course I am, but they've killed more people than they've saved. That one, they saved hundreds of hundreds and maybe thousands of kids being born without legs and arms because our FDA wouldn't allow thalidomide into the Actually, country. there's a story about them losing the paperwork, which caused them to delay it. But let's just assume that you're absolutely right. I want you to... How many times have you heard a story about a pharmaceutical... That they say will save a thousand lives a year or ten thousand lives a year. How many times have you heard these these when a new pharmaceutical is released? Released, yeah, aired all the time, I, I, and most drugs are often available in other countries way in advance. I personally think a lot of that's braggadocio, because very very few drugs are really that important. Do you realize you could you could treat like ninety percent of the illnesses. Even if it doesn't, Doc, even if it doesn't cure, if it doesn't save a life, if it stops pain and suffering, and, it's, and it's, it does this for thousands of people a year, and you can't get it because it takes 10 years to get through our government testing uh, program, a program that, by the way, today wouldn't approve of aspirin, then you've got a problem. There are much better ways to determine the efficacy of new drugs without the government driving up the cost. And the last thing you want to do is prevent those drug companies from recovering those investments. Well, I can just just my own personal experience as a physician. I've been able to treat the vast majority of my patients off of the Walmart four dollar list. I don't need to, I don't need to give these people a very expensive new drugs that are new miracle drugs, most of which five or 10 years from the line, we find out that they were either had, had side effects or things that we weren't worried that, that we weren't aware of at the oh, time. Oh, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so the, the Food and Drug Administration, uh, which didn't approve uh, of uh, thalidomide, uh, but did approve of Fenfen, uh, is the barometer by which we should determine the efficacy and safety of new drugs. Now, Doc, I'm, I'm not buying it. Listen, Doc, I appreciate the call. I'm glad to have you with us, uh, but I'm up against the clock. Thanks, Doc. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Um, California, you know, they're having a drought out there. These things happen, and in the past, they went for much longer periods of time. But there are things they could do to mitigate the forest fires. But they won't, and it's undoing everything they're trying to do. That's next. This is The Gary Nolan Show.